We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Rachel. And we have a special guest named who? Jordan. (gasps) It it me. You. Yay. Oh, my heavens. So for those of you who don't know, Jordo and I started this podcast. This is my brother uh, from the same mother. Mm -hmm. And he him and I started this podcast during COVID and then he was like, eh, I'm out. And then Rachel came aboard. Yeah. Cause Allie calls and begs people for things and it works. And it usually does for some reason in your favor. It's hard to say no to. Yeah. I don't know what she it is. is. either. There's some about her. It's a problem. Can you say it was like <laughs> Joseph Stalin or something really rude? Uh, I think I told you Hitler. I'm pretty sure I told you you were like Hitler. Oh, yeah, that's you know what? Both not good. Yeah, both not good. Um, but a little true, a little bit (laughs) got away with persuasion. Hopefully, just a little, only only the persuasion part. Yeah, yes, but I only only used it for good. Yeah, okay, (laughs) or for what I want. Right. There we go. Which I think that. is great. I mean, Hitler wanted some stuff too, you know? Yeah, but he was all crazy. I feel like I'm more even-keeled oh. uh, as a person. I'm not seeing you when you get angry. Yeah, that's true. True, true. Not good. Definitely okay. hold a grudge. So now that we've uh, established that, um, <laughs> let's move on before we get started to the business. Yes. What do we want them to do? Like, share, and subscribe, please. Yeah, on Apple Podcasts. Not, not iTunes. iTunes. Like I rudely said earlier. because I need you to go to the webs and download iTunes and like that shit. Like it. Five stars. Six stars, if you can. Sort it you out. You can't. But, yeah, we got 104, I think, uh, reviews on there. Most of them are good. good. I like that. Some of them aren't. That's I don't like that. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. You know what I mean? We're just gonna keep yeah. on trugging along. Trugging. Trucking. So, so next, let's talk about the Patreon. Okay. We got a two dollar and a five dollar tier. Yes, we do. We would love for you to join us there, where we have over almost 80 episodes additional for your pleasure. Which is a lot. That is a lot. Plus, and you get they're a, pretty good. They're good. They're good. And you get a sticker and a love note, handwritten. A love letter. Like Dang. back in the day. I know. I know. How long of a note is this? I mean, it's, it's pretty a card. short. <laughs> it's a card. Oh, okay. The it's card does. Sad. The card does most of the talking. Can't even but... say it's not even thank you. It's just thanks. Thanks. Appreciate you. <laughs> you one word. <laughs> No punctuation. It's, yeah. We don't pay for a stamp. It's carrier pigeoned, you know. It's like one of those like super rude guys at a bar that's just like, thanks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but we're nicer than that. And we do create quite the message, something that you will treasure for probably your entire life. Mm-hmm. So that's available. Plus, we're getting more stuff on the merch store, mysteryhistorypodcast.com. Jordy. You're the designer. What are you designing, man? Uh, some stuff, you know. Can't tell him yet. Why? Because suspense. Feel, you ever I heard feel, of it? No, I feel like if... It's like I an M. Night like, Shyamalan movie. It's like, what's coming? And then it comes at the end, you know? Well, this is where my Hitler comes out. If you tell him, then you got to do oh, it. Then you got to do it. It's happening. It's kind of like locking you in. It's her grand schemes. It is. There's a so there's the old for people that have been here a while. There's the true crime till I die shirt, yes, with the skeleton in a uh, what do you call that cooler? Yeah, is my favorite. A, yeah, and then there's a new one coming out called Just a Little Suspicion. Yeah, and it says Just a Little Suspicion. Just a little suspicion. Yeah, mm-hmm. more things surely to come. Also, so always be on the lookout for new things that are dropping. We would appreciate it if you do buy something from our store. We would love to see you in it, not in a creepy way. 
Um, but you know, just take a photo and send it to us so we can add it to our story. And we'd love, we'd love to see that. We would love that. Anything else business related? Oh, what, what is this link tree? Yeah. So yeah, I got something else. So instead of our website being on our, uh, Facebook and our Instagram, I've had a link tree for a really long time. That's where you can actually go to all of our episodes. Um, it also links you to the Patreon and then there's also a contact us spot there. So, um, you can also send us a message through Instagram or Facebook, but if you don't want to do that and you want to go through link tree, there's now a contact us button and you can send us an email that way. Uh, and then we will read it on the show if it's good. Oh, fun. <laughs> uh, do you check our emails? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. Sure. We didn't get any. Um, at at hotmail.com. Um, it's Gmail. Or she checks her iTunes. My iTunes. Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you could send us an email at mysteryhistorypod at gmail.com. That's available yes. also. We would love to hear from you either way and always. All of the ways. Yeah. I usually just look at our Instagram. Yeah. And randomly message people back on there. <laughs> yes. Or you could, what we'd really like to see uh, is voice messages. Those voice are messages. Those are my favorite. That gets Rachel going. It does. So, Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Either way. Either way is good, but that's awesome. So also right. on oh. Instagrams, if you have a podcast yourself and want some graphics done, oh. holla at your boy. Oh. Yeah. Famous plug getting it yeah perfect yeah he, he does great I do photography and graphic design stuff and it's jordan allen walters on instagram and it's a l l e n yeah mm-hmm. like the distinguished gentleman he is yeah That's right. so we should post we should do a post of his with a little linkage yeah linky okay. link we could do Got that it. he does graciously all of the um all of the images for mm-hmm. us because we don't know how facts uh-huh. uh and he does uh-huh. a great job yes he does so yeah okay well is there anything else business related anything else you want to share jord you want to tell the people what you've been doing with your life uh, uh no, nothing really but i would like to plug itunes great platform for a long time you know <laughs> they were crushed it for a while <laughs> So I got to tell you this story really quick. So we went to Gatlinburg uh, last week and there was this cover band that was playing Garth Brooks and I am not a country person. Like I don't like country, but I can get down to some Garth Brooks. Yeah. The Thunderbolts. No. Listen, the Thunderbolts. say no? Friends in low I places? No. I mean, that's the only one. The, no. The Thunderbolts no. is also an excellent uh, song. And I love it. I'm more of a more of a Chris Gaines guy. Who's that? (laughs) No, you are not. Chris Gaines is Garth Brooks before Garth Garth Brooks. Brooks. (laughs) He's like the emo Garth Brooks. Yeah, Yeah, way darker. Yeah, it's not before Garth Brooks. It's like Garth Brooks, and then Garth Brooks was like, "I'm gonna be somebody else," and then he was Garth Brooks again, right? He's like, (laughs) you know what? Chris isn't really that country of a name. I'm gonna call myself Garth. And then he was a millionaire. That's where it's at. Yeah. It's under control. Anyway, back to my story. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Had to. Um, I was trying to listen to Garth Brooks, but as probably, probably not a lot of people, but he is not on Spotify, which is a real bummer. Right. Or on, what is the music machine called? iTunes. Is it still iTunes? iTunes. Apple Music. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's not on there either because he wants his money because he doesn't have enough, you know? What a dick. Uh Uh-huh. Totally. So I have been listening (laughs) on Pandora, the Garth Brooks station, waiting patiently like I did back in, what, middle school for that song to play on the radio station. (laughs) Did you put your cassette tape in to record I was trying. (laughs) Um, and then... Waiting by the radio all day long. (laughs) Who said that to me, Josh? Or was it you, Jord? No, I, I think did. It was, you did. And you're yeah. like, why don't you just YouTube it? I'm like, what? <laughs> you can do that? 
Totally <laughs> forgot about the biggest video platform in the world. Oh, no. <laughs> so I wasted a lot of time, but my country playlist has got some Reba on there now. I mean, yeah. it's, getting, it's getting pretty good. So Ugh. Uh-uh. we've wasted so much of their time. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's that's what they come back. for. It's, it's a reunion. A reunion uh-huh. tour. All right. Well, I don't think we have anything else unrelated to this to talk about for the moment. So, Rachel, why don't you tell them about episode 99, which I don't even know if I said that in the beginning. You didn't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you did. Yeah, no, I didn't. Okay, so spoiler alert, uh, episode 99, Orleans Parish Prison during Katrina is what we're talking about today. It is. Very sad tale. So why don't you get us started on it? Okay. Orleans Parish Prison is the city jail for New Orleans, Louisiana, and opened in 1989. It was operated by the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office. It houses 1,300 to 1,500 prisoners awaiting trial. While Hurricane Katrina was making its way to New Orleans in August of 2005, the mayor of New Orleans, Ray Najan, ordered the city's first mandatory evacuation, but Sheriff Marlon Gussman opted not to move inmates out of OPP, which is Orleans Parish Prison. Yeah, you know me. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) I've been waiting since I've... I've been waiting to say, say that until I've done these notes. So, okay. So I saw OPP, I was like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just knew. Uh, anyways, this sheriff said, we're going to keep our prisoners where they belong, which is messed up. And you shouldn't do oh, that. Rude. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> it's not okay. So OPP held... 6,375 inmates at the time, which included 354 juveniles from YSC that were evacuated to Templeman um, five prior to the storm. The prisoners ranged in age from 10 years old to 73 years old. How are 10 year olds in jail? Well, they were the juveniles. Yeah, but come on. I mean, you can get in jail when you're 10. (laughs) Uh, next, what the hell do you got to do to be in jail in your 10? Our next episode that we're doing, our Patreon is Slender Man. Uh, true. Where 12 year olds yeah. stabbed people. Yeah, they do Just some I mean, stuff yeah. sometimes that they need to be in jail for. Yeah. I guess so, that's true. It happens. Um, they were 89.5% male and 10.5% female. 89.3% of the population was black and 9.6% were white. Over 300 of the prisoners were booked between August 26th and 28th for crimes as low as prostitution, public drunkenness, and getting caught smoking pot. They don't even arrest people for that there, do they? There was people laying in the middle of the streets. Yeah. Hair. Everybody was public drunk. Yeah. Us included. Yeah, that, you got to be real <laughs> drunk to get public drunkenness in New Orleans. You got to be like... I mean passed out in the street there was people passed out in the street i didn't see anybody getting arrested there was cops talking to people like checking on them and there was people that laid down construction signs to lay on top of them to sleep (laughs) i mean that's pretty smart at like 11 30 a.m yeah (laughs) i was like oh my god is he dead and everybody's just walking past walking everything's fine i'm like okay i guess i'm this is what i'm doing too ingenuity though 10 out of 10 yeah, yeah, I would not want to lay soft in that spot. <laughs> no, down in the street. There's rats. Oh, touch. I didn't even want to walk on that street. <laughs> OPP. Mm-hmm. A lot of OPP on those streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. true. The old piss oh. piss. That's not what it's, <laughs> it's for. Yeah, do. No. <laughs> does now. <laughs> oh no. All right, back to the story. One man was booked five days before the storm hit for failing to pay an old debt of $100 in fines and fees. $100. Like, that is the worst luck ever. That is. That's terrible. So the prison went on lockdown, and while most cells were only supposed to hold two people at a time, 
some cells held more than seven at the time. Oh, there was, no. Uh, that, could you imagine being in a room with seven people? No. Not even uh, like my bedroom. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Was that? How big do you think those cells are, too? Because I'm sure they were bigger than at the prison that we went to. Yeah, like, yeah, only like Ohio State Reformatory. But I think they're only like, what is it? There's maybe the like two of those. Ew, so everybody's well, only like two people. They other. had to be they had to just be bunk beds if it was two. So you yeah, had to be real tight. Um, yeah. So there was no medical care given in any of the prisoners that needed medical attention daily, such as diabetics and people with AIDS and et cetera. Some of the prisoners were starting to get sick uh, without their medicine and other inmates could do nothing to help them. Some inmates died while sitting in the prison waiting for evacuation. Yeah. So what you were trying to say there is you were trying to say that a lot of these people needed medication and they weren't getting it. No. Okay. Yeah. I, I said something wrong in the beginning there. Sorry. But yeah, no medical attention was given. So one woman named Kiana Herbert, who was diabetic and HIV positive, did not get medical attention that she needed. Her T cells went down and she felt extremely ill. She ended up getting a bacterial infection in her stomach and made it made her look nine months pregnant. Luckily, she survived her ordeal, uh, was evacuated, but spent many days in the hospital trying to drain and control the infection. Can you imagine? Uh, no, no. That would have to hurt so bad. To be that like inflamed. Just, yeah. It's like a zit, but it's your whole belly. It's just like yeah. pressure. Which- wouldn't you be freaking out about that? Cause you know, what's like in there too. Like your big nine month pregnant belly is full of like pus and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I would I'd want to poke it. I would not want to be me. <laughs> like that would be so bad. Ugh. Could you imagine being that? Like just being her and being like, nobody cares. Yeah. Cause yeah. that's what they felt like they, yeah. nobody cared on August 26th. The prisoners phones go dead and no one was able to check in on their family. On August 29, 2005, Hurricane Katrina struck New Orleans. The prison lost power shortly after it hit, and backup generators fell, and then the first floor started um, to flood. Sheriff Gusman called for help at midnight on Monday, August 29th, and now that all this had happened, he decides, okay, let's, let's go ahead and evacuate. What an idiot. Yeah. Prison guards and staff were told that they had to stay behind while everyone else evacuated. And if they did go with their families, they would be fired. Many stayed only to keep their jobs. So this is kind of like a two-edged sword here. So you feel super sad for these prisoners who basically feel like they just got left to to die. But then Mm -hmm. also on the other side of things, I could see where, you know, you would want to make sure that your family is safe because I'm sure that all these guards live close and you're going to stay behind and let your family evacuate. Or if the phones are down, you don't even know if your family has evacuated. So, right. I mean, that's, I, that would be hard to stay not knowing what's going on with your family. I mean, so we get both sides of it. They just had a horrible freaking plan. Yeah. They and it's no all that share. Like, that's, yeah. it's that sheriff's fault. All of oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. For not evacuating when he had the chance to. Mm-hmm. The evacuation process started on Tuesday, August 30th, so after the storm hit, when the floodwaters reached chest level in the prison. The guards continually scary. That that would be that would be super scary. And then your only way out is to walk through chest deep water. You're locked in your cell. I mean, you can't go anywhere. If you're in your cell, you you have to imagine that it's just gonna keep rising. Rising. Yeah. And so you'd have to just be sitting in there. You. Yeah. You just have to be in there like I'm about to drown and you'd have to process that over hours. Yeah. God, that'd be terrifying. Okay. The guards continually maced prisoners in their cells to try to control them. So if you do start freaking out, you're going to get maced also. <laughs> Which is a totally normal response if you are up to your chest yeah. in water. I mean, right. yeah. well, I think they moved everybody off of the first floor. They did, but then it started rising like so in this you mentioned the uh templeman five mm-hmm. so there are s- several of those buildings everywhere so some of the buildings got moved up quicker than the others hence the chest deep water that they were sitting in for days so some of them were actually sitting in yes. chest deep water for yep. days mm-hmm. 
Yeah. What? That is not okay. I feel like your so, body would start to like the you, just being in water that long cannot be good for your skin. Like, I feel like your skin would start it, to like deteriorate. It cannot yeah. be. And I'm sure, like, you could, if you had any cuts, like, you're infected. Oh, yeah. For sure. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. It's not okay. All right. So the prison walls had so much mace on them, the paint started peeling from the walls. As tension rose, prisoners started to fight each other. Deputies that were left did not try to stop the assault. One inmate, Pearl Bland, who was incarcerated due to possessing drug paraphernalia, was jumped by seven to eight girls. Other inmates went to the door to try to ask guards for help, and they told them, let them kick her ass, and shut the door and locked it. Pearl made it out alive, but when she was evacuated, her right eye was black and closed shut, and the side of her jaw was very swollen. All hell was breaking loose inside the prison. Just think about, like, that PTSD from that. Like, yeah, them just letting it happen to you. Like, you're not safe anywhere. And another thing I was thinking about, because this is where my mind goes with water, think about, like, what do they got there, crocodiles? <laughs> yeah, yeah they do. maybe. It's going to be like that one movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What oh, what is that called? I forget, um, but I know what you're talking about. What is that called? That takes place in, like, Florida. Yeah, but I'd be worried about like alligators. M- yeah. May- yeah. Alive or something. It's like one word. Bait? Yeah. No, yeah. Not bait. But, yeah, it's one something word. Like that. I forget what it's called. Uh, where are they going to the bathroom? In the water. Yeah, they have That's to where I'd go. the water. Ugh. And yeah. then it's just sitting there. Like everybody's going to the bathroom. Oh, Ew. I'm sure it's just. And then the um, <laughs> whenever the generator stopped, I think we'll talk about it a little later. Um, but whenever the generator stopped, obviously there was no air conditioning. And in a prison, you have no ventilation. So it's burning up. You're basically in a hot box uh, with water. I mean, it's just awful. That's when you think about even the sewage lines, because once those fill up with water, they have nowhere else to go. So they just get pushed up through the sewer grates. Yeah. So you're just, the whole city would just be sewage water, basically. Like, mm-hmm. oof. Ugh. So some tried to escape from the facility. They were told that if they tried to escape, they would be shot on sight. They started evacuating buildings, uh, Templeman 1 and 2, and the prisoners were taken by boat to Broad Street Overpass, uh, the Broad Street Overpass Bridge, and transported to another correctional facility located outside of uh, New Orleans. Some inmates had to sit on the bridge for more than 10 hours. They were handcuffed in pairs, and many inmates were passing out due to dehydration, uh, lack of food, and becoming sunstruck. When boats uh, would come, many inmates started pushing and shoving to be first on the boat, and guards used pepper spray, bean bags, and dogs to try to control them. I can't even imagine. Like that would be the worst too for the guards because it's not their fault essentially that this was a shit show. Right. Mm-hmm. That's what they're just yeah. They're, it's like chaos, and you're trying to control it, and it's impossible to. And there's pictures, um, and I think I talk about it a little later. There was um, a report that was published that had it was like 142 pages um and it has all of these images of pictures of them waiting on the bridge um and just them them handcuffed together it's just so like what a sad situation that's crazy it says here too that civilians were told not to take photographs yeah but of this oh i'm sure i just I think that's so interesting that they would tell people not, I mean, I know they are trying to like not disclose this information, but when this kind of stuff goes on, like we should know about it. They should take Mm -hmm. photographs. So later this doesn't happen again. Yep. And did you read too, where it says, so in this photograph of them sitting on the bridge waiting to be rescued, there's a bunch of trash, like so much trash everywhere. And it's all of the belongings that the prisoners tried to take with them that they weren't allowed to remove from the bridge when they were taken. That is so sad. Yeah. 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 It is super sad. Uh, Templeman three housed 600 inmates and there was no prison staff to help the prisoners. They had no food or water. And their last um, meal was over the weekend on August 27th and 28th. So, I mean, days. 
Um, the generators that were located in all of the buildings quickly felled and left them without lights and no air circulation, like we said. And then toilets backed up and created a terrible smell. Waters rose to their chest. So exactly what you said, Jord. Nowhere to go but up. Um, and up yeah. it came. So, Oof. yeah. That's gross. Yeah. They were finally evacuated on Thursday, September 1st but it left everlasting effects on the inmates. The ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, which is a group that stands for Equality, Liberty, and Justice, put together a 142-page report called Abandoned and Abused Orleans Parish Prisoners in the Wake of Hurricane Katrina that covered the injustices that happened at OPP during Katrina and received over 1,000 testimonies from prisoners that went against public statements made by Gusman that the inmates had food and water. Um, Allie skimmed through the bulk of the book and notes that they did not have a good emergency plan for the flood, no backup plans and no evacuation plans. So, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but how I found out about this topic is a YouTube channel called the proper people and they go to a bunch of abandoned places and they went here. And they actually, in their video on YouTube, they have, I think it's, I don't know if it's the sheriff or it's just an officer that worked for him, but the, he's like, they're the, they're like a judge is asking them about if they were properly treated and they just basically lie straight to the judge yeah, and well, say like they had everything they needed. Well, there was, and I don't, we might talk about this because the next part is accounts of some of the, the inmates that were housed there. Um, but whenever I was flipping through that book they said that um, it was either, I think it was another guard that they said that they didn't have any food or anything like that. And she went up on the roof for some reason and all of the guards were grilling out on top of the roof. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like they had food and they were having a great time while there was people in chest deep water. Like that is despicable. Yeah. Because in that video they go... Sorry, they go on the roof and they, um, so the roof is like where they did their recreation because it was in the middle of the city. So there's like mm-hmm. basketball courts and everything up there. So that, yeah, they were, I think all the guards were just hanging out up there. Yeah. Having a good time. Everything was going to shit downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. That is terrible. And then too, to think about like not having food or water for four to five days in that heat, like yeah. I've gone a Oof. day without food and been like, well, I'm dead now. <laughs> But four or five days, and then you have to evacuate and sit on some bridge somewhere. Well, and it was like 90 degrees. And it's yeah, hot. Like, it's like, bad, hu- yeah. yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like not just hot. It's like humid. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That is terrible. So you're sweating when you have nothing to sweat out. They're probably, mm-hmm. they're lucky. A lot of people didn't die from just passing from that. exposure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Jordan, so here are some with- of the accounts from the inmates um inmate number one states that she was housed in templeman four during hurricane katrina she says she had been incarcerated in opp for four months prior to hurricane katrina and when the hurricane hit she says her dorm quickly filled with chest high water she states she was moved to a smoke-filled dorm room um where she was housed with male prisoners And she says that deputies locked her and other prisoners inside the dorm Um, and quotes. It says, while I was a sick in Templeman, the deputy less did lock all the doors. And I feared for my life. I thought I was going to die. She says she was not fed or given water for three days. And she said she was moved to the next room and that filled with water and was made to stay there for 24 hours prior to being moved onto the interstate 10 overpass. On the overpass, she states that she was ordered not to move on threat of being shot by the guards. While on the overpass, she states that fellow prisoners were losing consciousness from hunger and dehydration, and she herself was pepper sprayed. Can you imagine being a woman and being locked in a dorm with men? Who, yeah, that's scary. Who, who knows how long it's been since they've been in the presence Seen of a, a woman? woman. Yeah. Yeah. that's terrifying and a terrible idea (laughs) yes inmate number five was incarcerated in opp templeman three f and seaside for two weeks prior to hurricane katrina 
OPP guards left one inmate, number five, locked in his cell in rapidly rising water for three days. Uh, he says the flood water got up to six feet up to my neck and I'm six one. Oof. That would be so scary. Uh, I really, yeah. I really thought I was going to die. Inmate number five says the power went out and inmates had fires burning inside the building. Eventually the smoke became overpowering and the inmates had to break all the windows to get air. The lack of power left Templeman three dark to the point you could not see in front of you, which would be scary, you know, especially when you're in the water. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And with all these inmates running around, you know, um, yeah. As the days went on, the inmates took desperate measures to get help. We were just scared to die in the high water. We were hanging out of the window, singing, uh, help us, but no one came. Eventually, guards did come and take inmate number five to Interstate 10 overpass. How many people did die in the water? Nobody? It's So it's super... Well, we'll yeah, talk I think about they tried that. to cover it up. Yeah. We'll talk about mm-hmm. what was reported, but nobody really knows the true number. What happened? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's what so. I was going to say too about even like the prison, like everybody, you just see, like you think that they're prisoners. So you think that they're bad people, but I bet whenever stuff like this happens, I bet they band together so fast and like they try to help each other. I would yeah. hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. I, I bet everybody was trying to help everybody the most they could. Cause they're, that's, they're all just getting like fucked over basically. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that they're all they got really. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. So inmate 21 was incarcerated in OPP Templeman one for four days prior to hurricane Katrina. He was locked in a cell with other inmates where water rose to chest level. Deputies were not at their post and he had no way to communicate with anyone besides other trapped inmates. After he was eventually released from his cell, he and others were evacuated to a higher floor of the building and locked and abandoned for two days. Could you imagine just not knowing if anybody ever is going to come? No. (laughs) Yeah, not knowing how long you're going to be there without food or water. Um, Eventually, inmate 20 was evacuated. Oh, I don't know if this is like. It's not the same one, but go ahead. This okay. is 20, An- number 20. Another, yeah, another inmate was evacuated to the Interstate 10 overpass. There she witnessed the result of one escape attempt. A male tried to run escape and was shot in the back. Inmate 20 was also maced and denied medical treatment. He says that the deputies shot at inmates for attempting to escape, or as inmate 31 characterized it, trying to live. Inmate 31 reports he saw the arm of a man that he knew to be dead. Inmate seven was incarcerated in OPP Templeman two E2 for four months prior to Hurricane Katrina. He reports that he received no food or water or air. They left us to die. He was left in a locked cell and says that guards assaulted and maced him and other inmates. He states that inmates did attempt to escape or they would have died. Escaping inmates were shot at. Inmates not attempting to escape were shot with beanbags. He says that he saw dead people in the water. Jesus. And that's it. I mean, they, in normal circumstances, those people probably would have no will to try to escape. But like they said, it's not about escaping. It's just trying to live and get somewhere else. Yeah. That is insane. Mm. So while there are no solid reports, it says that 517 inmates went unaccounted for based on a report that was created by the state department of corrections and public safety, the times I'm going to say this wrong for sure, but it's pick a uni possible. Yeah. You guys are report. both hooked on phonics. <laughs> pick a yun. Pick a yun. Yeah. Pick a yun. sounds way cooler. I would have said pick a yun too. You guys are I thought I saw a little over accent here. over the E. The, the Times Pekayune reports 54 inmate deaths, which included seven unaccounted for deaths. But since the report came out, they added five more fatalities, bringing the death toll to 49. Sheriff Guzman said that the inmate accounts were exaggerated. And they said, or he said, in quotes, they're in jail, man. They lie. <laughs> what a he nice lies. guy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Continue the quote. He said, I have 75 accounts from inmates given by lawyers with misleading questions it's kind of hilarious to read them none of it was true but when you pick it up in the paper it becomes more credible and it frustrates the hell out of me 
don't rely on crackheads, cowards, and criminals to say what the, this real story is. What an asshole. Well, and sounds and like that, a real nice guy. That could be true if there was like five people, but a thousand, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's not how well, things and, work, buddy. Like, that's just dehumanizing people in prison, anyways. Like, these people are not all like liars necessarily. No. They and pay a fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, or they got drunk like, one night and they're all of a sudden nothing. And even if you are a crackhead, like you're in prison, you're not going to be like, oh, I almost died there because they left me in my cell with no food and water if it wasn't fucking true. Right. Like you yeah. are me. <laughs> You are the state is responsible for you when you are in prison and they shit the bed. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, super not good. Um, so in did you like that? Put that on a, in a quote. It was super, super not good. <laughs> super not good. In 2012, with the U.S. Department of Justice listed as a co-plaintiff. Southern Poverty Law Center lawyer Katie Schwartz- Schwartzman. That's Schwartzman. not even hard. There you go. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> A little too German, you know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she she helped them sue OPP on behalf of thousands of prisoners. The suit was meant to address the total lack of an evacuation plan, but also sought to fix ongoing constitutional conditions at the jail, particularly safety and security concerns, especially for men, women, and kids with special mental health needs. She actually won the case, and the resulting 46-page federal consent decree against OPP enacted in June 2013 requires changes to almost every aspect of the facility which is crazy. Um, That means increased staffing, better training, better mental health facilities, improved food and sanitation, and a revision of prisoner grievance processes along with a a lot more. Good. Yeah. Two Ohio tourists arrested in New Orleans on public drunkenness. Oh, that could have been us. (laughs) (laughs) Charged. Two days before Katrina and jailed for more than a month were awarded $650,000 for false imprisonment and Chief Deputy William Hunter's deliberate indifference to the men's constitutional rights to call an attorney or relative. It could have been oh, wow. sitting pretty, man. Six hundred fifty thousand. Is that worth it? This was, You'd no. spend all that in like no. therapy appointments from yeah. being stuck in water with shit yeah. in it. <laughs> this was a part of that video too that i was they were talking about like some of these people like some of the people that were on like public drunkenness they were just being held there and this was kind of right on the borderline when people started to get like all digital with their documents so they had documents but their documents were all on the first floor so some of these people that were imprisoned they had their documents in like file cabinets and then it got ruined and that's lost basically so then whenever they got moved to the other prison they were just like uh, we don't really know what to do with them, so we'll just keep them for a while. Oh. So it's like people that should should have been in for a week or have got there for like a year. I didn't, crazy. Hear, I didn't read that part. That's nuts. Yeah. But also, so you, you could have killed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're going to just do this isn't really an honor system per se. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, how bad was your crime? <laughs> right. True. Oh but. Many do say that since Katrina, that OPP has changed for the better. There is more staff and guards go through a psych evaluation. After Hurricane Katrina, the Federal Emergency Management Agency dedicated $223 million to the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office to restore the facility and hopefully get rid of the effing sheriff. In the first phase, they built a three-story, 163,885-square-foot building that had a kitchen and warehouse. Phase two opened in 2015 and had 1,438 beds and cost $145 million to construct. Phase three was to add an additional 750-bed facility, but the OPP opposed the plan. And instead of adding additions, they retrofitted the current jail to better care for the incarcerated special populations. Before the money was given, tents were put up and the prisoners lived in a tent city. I could not imagine living in a tent in that heat. 
in New Orleans. Oof, that get muggy real fast. Ugh. Some tents still remain to house inmates, so they haven't gotten rid of them. Per Times Piggyune, <laughs> after Katrina, Gusman hey. hey. did learn some lessons and purchased four new backup generators for the prison and promised that he would be ready for another Katrina. I don't trust him. Well, hopefully there's not another Katrina, but good for Wait, you. Wait, is he still the sheriff? Yeah, don't yeah. you don't you elect sheriffs? How did he get voted in again? Probably because nobody else wanted to deal with this shit. Like, nope, I'm out. Ugh. Yeah, that's oof. his office. I couldn't imagine. Go Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say I couldn't imagine what you deal with in New Orleans because it's probably just like. I feel like it's 99% drunk people like tourists. Well, <laughs> it's probably a headache. Whenever, probably. Whenever we were walking by a car, this sketchy ass dude was like kind of like being sketchy like they do. And he's like, oh, oh, I'm uh, I'm going to shoot up meth. And I was cool. didn't want you or I didn't want to do it in front of you. Do you don't remember? I that? was, I what was a nice there for that. Oh, maybe it was just me and me. What a nice guy. <laughs> But I said, oh, well, I mean, I said, we're not going to narc you out. We're not the cops. And he's like, I do it in front of the cops. I just don't want to do it in front of you two ladies. And I said, Aww. okay. What okay. a gentleman. Well, I didn't want to say chivalry's dead. I mean, thanks for <laughs> not shooting up meth in front of me, dude. Man, that they got some nice criminals. <laughs> I, yeah. I swear to God. How I'm going to shoot we, you now. How long did we talk to that homeless dude? Uh, probably at least an hour. He was so, so nice. nice. We're talking about the one outside the bar and not yeah. the one by the river, right? Because that one yeah, actually that one. scared me. <laughs> well, I so Rachel has this keen ability to start no. conversations with these people and then just like be gone. <laughs> and you're like, okay, well, I guess I have to take over this now. And thank God she does because I would literally just run away. And I don't think that guy was homeless because I'm pretty sure. He invited me back to his house or no, was his trying hotel. to come to our apartment. Oh, his hotel. Okay. And then he said, I'll come back to your hotel. I said, I don't think my dad's going to no, like that. Wouldn't. And he said, I don't know. I don't mind. Your dad's probably cool. And I'm like, mm, not with not you, I mean, man. Not, not that cool. <laughs> not that cool. Punch <laughs> no. you in the face. Um, yes. Ugh, oh my God. I can only imagine. But then like, yeah, be like, he was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah. He, he was riding no, around no. a bicycle. It's like, what? Should we just hop on and you're going to whisk us away into the night? Yeah, like, uh, you were not, never in seventh grade. Hop on those pegs, dude. I'm, I'm not coordinated <laughs> enough for that. We're going to fall in this river. Um, it was just bad. And I talked to him for probably what? 20 minutes, that guy. But the other About guy. what? Him trying to get back to our room. Yeah. You say then, No. And then he asked and me then that's for it. I a conversation. He asked me for money or something. And I said, man, I thought Are you, you were talking to, to me. me. Yeah. I was like, I thought you were talking to me this whole time because you liked me and you just want money <laughs> from me. And I was <laughs> dying. And then he gave you money, didn't he? he did. Oh, my God. <laughs> he did. You con the con artist. That's amazing. He's the best. It cracks me up so bad because I do get in situations where, because I'm, I, I make direct eye contact with people and I talk to people if they talk to me because I, well, this is what happened. I've read something before that said that there are homeless people that don't get looked at in the eye ever. And like, how awful is that to live your life with nobody looking at you and like seeing you? And ever since I read that, I've started making eye contact with people and I respond to people when they talk, but then I'm like awkward socially. And I get in these situations where I'm like, I don't know what to do after I've started these conversations. And then Allie <laughs> comes in <laughs> and is like, give me your money. <laughs> Yeah, like you owe me for my time now that you've spent 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's just ridiculous. And there was rats that Ooh. time. There was rats everywhere Yeah, it was uh, by very... that water. <laughs> I was shocked. I've never seen rats just like were... crawling around in the city. It's like the movies. They were cute, though. Disagree. As long as what? they stayed away from me. <laughs> they were cute. Well, there were steps. 
there's steps going down to the river and we were sitting on the steps talking to you need to get better like radar on who's homeless and who's not because he definitely had a home <laughs> yeah first <Okay>. off <laughs> you just what how, what how do you know because he had a bicycle and he had because <laughs> everyone with a, a bicycle has a home <laughs> he had a home well, this okay? logic is a lot of holes now, Swiss cheese made a lot he of holes kicked out of it possibly but he had a home and that's not my fault that he got kicked out. Okay. So he so, didn't have a home as parents at home. <laughs> maybe. He was younger. I don't know. Maybe. Get a bike. Get a huffy. He was not that young. He was yeah. not that young. I don't know. I don't look clear. at people in the face. I was just trying to swindle money out of them because the opportunity <laughs> presented itself. And I was like, well, shit. Let's see what this will do. But anyway. I forget yeah. where I was going with that, but I don't know. What the rats. A, what a town. <laughs> Moral what of the story is you got a bike, you got a house. <laughs> and, and everyone yep. in New Orleans is drunk. <laughs> yes. All the time. And oh my goodness. We did spend $20 on a, what was that, a palm reading? I didn't spend shit on that because I thought they looked sketch. They you were. did. <laughs> After you just got done talking to a guy with a bike for 20 minutes. This was prior now, to. These people are sketchy. This, this <laughs> was prior to, first off. And he, he was wearing a velvet coat. A velvet, oh. uh, very dapper man with a, I believe, I like a top that. hat. Top hat. I think he had a top oh. hat. So I had to get, you okay. know, he had to I'll let him look at my palm. His, he had to pay for his style. I mean, those velvet suits, I'm sure, are very pricey. Very but, hot in the freaking New Orleans sun. I think that was the same top. And mm-hmm. he was in a velvet <laughs> jacket. Um, but he it was like, I said, would you do palm readings? He's like, well, I can try. And I was like, okay, well, give it a go. He didn't know shit. He's like, this line here means you're never going to be a mother. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, like, I already had Evie. So he's mm-hmm. wrong. First, he's wrong first red it. flag. If he says I can try, I would say it's not going to be a good reading, you know? Because we already had a tarot reading, which was spot on, and I didn't yeah. want to mess up my 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 flow. That guy he was upfront about up. it. He was, was. upfront about it. He's like, I'm learning. He accepted which... Cash App. So you, you should have given the money you got from the bike guy. <laughs> I should have gone back hey, and I gave got, him a tip. I got two rolled up $1 bills and a freaking penny. You want that? It was about that much that I got. Oh, gosh. Okay, anyway, let's, let's finish this last paragraph here. Yes. Uh, anyway, he said he was going to be nope, ready for another Katrina. Yeah. Mm-mm. What? We read that already. Them. I know. I'm just yeah, bringing them back. Yeah, it back. I thought you were about to read that whole motherfucker again. (laughs) No. No. These people don't know where we are in this story. They're still wondering so far. Man. Um, (laughs) This is a freaking movie. It was a movie. It was. (laughs) His office. And who would let us go in New Orleans in the middle of the night running around the streets we are adults we are literally almost 40 years old i would just like to put out there so think about that for a hot second i don't like that i still I don't feel like, like it I'm either a, i still feel like i'm a child and i cannot be trusted out and about on the streets of nolens obviously we can't but no <laughs> anyway he was ready for another katrina and his office would now theoretically evacuate all opp by bus 60 hours before landfall of any hurricane category two or greater that's a great idea yeah he probably should have done the first time should have had that idea prior to the first hurricane yeah in case of a category one or tropical storm gusman said that the jail staff would likely relocate the inmates out of the most vulnerable areas including the tents he is a genius they wait so like to this day they have tents yeah they got tents they have tents Can you imagine people? going to jail and being like man i want to make the <laughs> best tent. out of this and then they bring you to a fucking tent <laughs> and be like yes i always wanted to go camping do they have marshmallows 
Dude, there's got to be some gnarly bugs down there. There's Ugh. alligators would... and crocodiles and rats. That's I'm sure ridiculous. the rats know about the prison. And the tents. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so oh, that man. is the story of episode 99, Orleans Parish Prison. That's insane. I had yeah. no idea that that happened. That's a huge social injustice that happened. It really is. Yes. And the amount we were of- kind of all over the place, but yeah, it's very like serious. It is serious <laughs> and it's terrible. Like this should not have happened yeah. and should never happen again. That's what, yeah, it's what 17 years later. Isn't that nuts? I remember watching it. And I just TV. now learned about it. Yeah, because they want to keep I it quiet. Just saw a video the other way. Yeah, that's that's the whole thing. It's crazy how if the, they don't want the media talking about it, they won't talk about it. I know, but yeah. we're that's talking about it. Yeah, that's why I don't. I hate the news because it's like, I don't know. I could go Only on a what tangent, they want. But, but that I mean, kind of, yeah. you know, that kind of lines up like with all this stuff happening in Ukraine. My husband's watching like all of these live videos and all of this stuff. And I'm like, this is so sad. And I can't do this on a daily basis. So, like, why are you doing this to yourself? And he was like, the stuff that is happening is not going to be reported about later. Yeah, it's only going to yep. be now. So that's why I'm watching it now. I'm taking like I'm seeing all the things that are happening there now because later they're not going to talk about it. And I was like, oh, shit, like you are. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of got to do some digging to yeah, inform it's yourself on what's happening because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Well, Sad. let me th- let me sign my sources real quick. OK, I went to the ACLU.org. And looked at that uh, national prison project with a 143 page document. That's very, there's a lot more inmate stories and things like that. So if you want to know more about this, I highly suggest going there and checking that out. Wiki.com, snoops.com and snoops. Snopes. Snopes. <laughs> real real Snopes close on cartoon, that one. Cartoon and, uh, character, dog. And Snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> Snoops and YouTube, the Snoop proper dog. people. If you are interested in this at all, watch that video because it yep. is super interesting. Yep. Well, George, thanks for joining us. We appreciate thanks. having uh-huh. you. Thanks for yep. uh, you know giving us this topic here. Mm-hmm. We we hope the people yep. liked it. Make yeah. sure you give still George a bad some reader, love. so I apologize about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll if you there. haven't gotten it by now, it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, Twenty eight. So I got some time. <laughs> Keep but, practicing. Um, yeah. Give, yeah. Give Every night some before love. bed. <laughs> give uh, give George some love and uh, we will post about his new business venture for creating art for podcasts or, or other things you might need. So, yeah. All right. Well, we hope y'all have a great week and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.